Hello and welcome to From the Rook End. My name is John uh, and uh, Colin is with me today. Colin and I will be discussing the Watford loss away at Leicester. Uh, thank you very much uh, for getting involved. Uh, this is going to be a slightly shorter podcast because we do have a game in midweek. Plus, we are off to the Football Supporters Federation Awards on Monday night where we have been nominated for Club Podcast of the Year. We'll tell you about that if we get it or not uh, across our social medias. Um, but good morning, Colin. Good morning. It, well, it's, it's a good morning, uh, but it is uh, the, the morning after the night before. Uh, I think we're all probably full of a bit of a winter cold. Um, but Christmas is coming, so that's a delightful thing to look forward to. And so we're not going to look back on a delightful thing that was Saturday afternoon uh, at the KP Stadium where Watford lost 2-0 against Leicester City. Let's start with a really cool thing, actually. The, uh, the uh, banner from the Watford fans uh, that was seen before the game. Were you underneath it? I was holding one corner of it, actually. Oh, right, okay. I was holding the bottom left-hand corner as you look at it, and then I had to sort of pass it across. The idea was it was going to... Uh, it, it took some doing, I tell you, because it's hard... When no one's rehearsed it except four blokes, <laughs> it's quite hard to get another thousand people to kind of cooperate or know what's happening. So anyway, they, they, we managed to get it up and out. Uh, it looked really good. And then uh, the fans on the other end of it wanted to go one way and uh, Roy Moore had said we had to go the other way. So there was a bit of pu- pulling and pushing, but eventually it surfed across and went right across to the uh, to the Leicester fans. And actually, as soon as it came out, the Leicester fans... Uh, I think they were slightly amazed because I don't think anyone had told them it was happening and it was just a fantastic response from them the whole stadium stood up and applauded and then obviously the sun was there uh, Vishai's sun was there and uh, so at half time we all got um, we all got free beer and a free pie it was, uh, it was uh, fantastic yeah, it, it made for a really uh, nice atmosphere in the ground sort of coming together of football fans getting sort of beyond the uh, tribal nature of football and uh, yeah so it was, it was, it was very nice however didn't seem to make it didn't seem to make much difference uh, to what happened on the pitch. Let's go there, shall we? Let's let's finally get to it. The game itself, the first half, felt like, as Mike would always say, a Watford season in a microcosm. You know, it is. It just sums up everything that we are: possession, but not taking chances. In fact, the whole game maybe lots of possession, just not taking chances. Having really good players that shine a little bit, but just not enough. And when we and just just not enough clinicalness in the side to to finish it off, which is exactly what Jamie Vardy was when he cleverly, ruthlessly, or whatever you want to say, got got his penalty. Yeah, I think VAR would have ruled that penalty out personally uh, because he was falling, he was diving before he before contact. So as soon as hmm. he got anywhere near him, he he started to go down. <laughs> if you watch it on Match of the Day, you can see he, he goes down before there is contact, and that's why Foster was so annoyed. However. It, you know, it was it's a penalty. I mean, it's just that's just what it is. That's, that's yeah, we've had happens. those before. So you know, I'm not complaining about it, but I, I do think that uh, he was a bit too clever for his own good there, because I think Foster was wouldn't have if if they'd gone if he carried on running, I think Foster would have got out of his way. What annoyed me about that was that I think it was Mariapa who was on his shoulder, and he kept wanting to play him offside. He kept wanting to step up and out so that Vardy would be offside, but then he he slightly bottled it. 
Partly, I guess, because he doesn't know whether the chaps behind him are also going to step out and then he's going to look stupid if they don't. But so he sort of half stepped out and in that, in that split second, the ball was played and Vardy was gone. It was frustrating because Mariapa should have either stepped out properly and played him offside or he should have played a bit deeper knowing that the ball was going to be passed to Vardy. He did neither really and got caught in no man's land and Vardy went on and, and, and did what he does. The second goal was again, we were applying pressure and then the ball, the ball was released into midfield and the couple of passes later, Madison's got it on his chest. Somehow he manages to get past two, if not three defenders and finishes it really well. And it was, we were just... Leicester have been doing that for three years. That's how it they play. It feels longer than that. It feels longer than that. <laughs> That's how they play. They suck yeah. you in. They hit you on the break. And we were so we were naive. We 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 just uh, we very much played football uh, to their tempo. We played football uh, according to what they wanted us to do. We were very slow in in the build up, and I have to say that. I thought that Kapu was particularly guilty of that. Very, very slow movement of the ball. Very easy to defend against us. We made it very easy for them, really. They, they, you know, we, we did have some chances. Isaac had a good chance. He did incredibly well to get to the ball because the ball was, wasn't a great pass to him. He was behind the defender. He managed to muscle his way to, the, towards, to, in, to get in front of the defender, to get on the ball. The keeper's coming out. And he just doesn't have the, the you know the the finishing touch to, to just chip Schmeichel or put it under his body or so he, he goes over the bar and it's a shame because it was a good chance and that was also from a break but we did look slow we we looked slow we didn't have any intensity there wasn't really a cutting edge of of any kind I don't I don't know a lot of players were a bit under Pereira seems to have just lost his form. I mean, the last two games against Liverpool, he didn't really do very much to, uh, against Leicester. He he really didn't have any influence on the game at all. It seemed to me. I mean, you, you know, you know, everyone knows that I really like Pereira, but uh, yesterday he he just uh, he was ineffectual. Um, didn't really get on the ball. Didn't really threaten defenders. Didn't really um, didn't have it. Didn't have his usual intensity. Um, well, my thing about these the, the, the attacking line that we have at the moment. I mean, at the fans forum. Scott was asked a question about what, what, where, what could we happen in the uh, transfer window, and I think a fan said, "You know, when are we going to get a, um, are we going to get a new striker?" And Scott sort of pointed out, "Well, we've had, yeah, you've got all these attacking players: Deeney, Gray, Isaac Sess, Penyaranda, who has announced that he could now play. You know, Delafeu and Pereira. How many more do you want?" And the answer is, "I don't want more. You want better? Oh, and even Okaka. <laughs> you know, I don't want more, but they're not what you we need. We can still see the same, same gaps." that we felt at the end of last year. The idea that we, we all thought, oh, Akaka will go in the summer and they'll get someone else in. It didn't happen. Everything was sort of put on to um, Delefeu being the signing that, that that's going to change things. It just doesn't make... It still feels, even after the great start we had, our average is still not necessarily a lot, lot better. No, I agree with that. I, I agree with that totally. I mean, I, I don't know how you include Pereira, Delefeu and Penaranda in... Uh, as strikers, they're not strikers. I mean, uh, Pereira is the winger. I think Delafeu is probably at his best when he plays out wide. He seems to get a bit lost in the melee in the middle there. And you can't get his sort of legs out from under him, if you like, and get and get get running with the ball, which is what he's good at. Uh, Penaranda has never played for us, so so then you're talking about uh, Deeney Gray and Isaac Success, and and all of them have qualities, but none of them 
are going to get you 15 goals a season in the Premier League. They're just not going to do that. So you've got to get goals from everywhere. And at the moment, we're not getting goals from anywhere. And that is a problem for us because in the second half, he switched to plan B. He took off... Which was? Which was to bring on Graham Deeney, which used to be plan A, but is now plan B. Uh, he took off Pereira and Delefeu. Delefeu was... Yeah, both, a, of the, both of those going off? Well, I mean, Pereira I, I, I was absolutely... Pereira. Was, there was no doubt that Pereira should have got off and so should, have, so should Isaac, really. And he should have kept Delefeu on the... It seemed to me that Delefeu was the only player that was... Because he did go out wide in the second half and he was running at, at the full-backs and he was getting... Um, you know, he was getting some change out of them. But unfortunately, he just thought, well, I'm going to go to a 4-3-3. I'm going to pull Hughes back alongside Decore and Capu and then I'm going to put the three lads up front, which... Actually, was it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad tactic. We're two nil down. We, we've got to score some goals, and we got chances. I mean, it, it amazed me when I watched match of the day that none of Watford's second half chances made it uh, into the highlights. I guess partly because it was very as a mid table clash. It was last on, I think, or second last on. But there was a cross uh, from Holobas, who played well, by the way. I mean, Holobas is always Holobas. You know, you're always going to get hundred percent from him. That's why. Lots and lots of Watford fans love him because even in a poor performance, he is the one that is screaming and shouting and running up and down, trying to cross the ball. His dead ball delivery was woeful again, sadly, but he did, you know, he was the one putting in the effort. And he puts this lovely cross in to Gray, standing on the penalty spot. There's no one anywhere near him. It's a free header. He could probably have taken it down on his chest if he was a bit taller and scored, but he tries to head it and he misses the, he misses the goal by miles. There's another one that comes in, I think, from Delafeu or possibly. Uh, from Kiko on the from the right, and um, it's a sort of half volley, tricky, a tricky finish. But you know, he's a, he's a Premier League striker, and he completely muffs it and almost falls over. I mean, it's embarrassing. Uh, Is he a Premier League striker? Well, not on the not. And on he y- plays in the Premier League. Not on yesterday's evidence. No, he had two. He had, well, in fact, he had another chance which he put wide, and you thought that that's you know, if someone else, if Mitrovic or someone like that, would have scored a hat trick, and then we would have won the game or we'd have drawn the game. But he he had two. You know, he, he is a number he is a number nine, right? He's spo- that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to score goals from inside the box, Andre Gray. That's yeah. what his job is. And he had this free header, you know, in in he was in front of the goal, just the goalkeeper, just had to he couldn't even get it on target. And the and the fluff, which they I think they did show on Sky, uh it was just it was a bit like a Sunday league thing. The ball comes to him, you think, Oh, here he is. He's just level with the post, he's just got to make a good contact, it's a goal, and he sort of hits both feet and you know, dribbles away and uh, it's, it's frustrating. We did make chances. You put three men up like that up front, you're going to make some chances. There's no question about it. But we couldn't finish any of them. And Deeney, again, I felt was a bit... He huffs and puffs. You know, against Liverpool, I felt he he didn't really uh, contribute much, partly because of Van Dijk. But yesterday when he came on again, I thought he, he runs here, he runs there, he runs into people, but... He's not really, he didn't, it wasn't a great impact substitution, put it that way. Nothing much happened through Deeney yesterday. So you do, I do worry about our attacking options because none of them are scoring. And when we were relying on Pereira and Delefeu to score, now they're not scoring. Uh, they're being substituted. Delefeu was furious again, uh, and quite rightly so, because he was, he was becoming, he was the real danger on the pitch at the time. And, uh, and so we became a kind of toothless, naive at the back uh, in the first half and toothless up front. And that's why we got beat 2-0, simple as. If you were a Javi this week, what are your focus is in, a, in, in training? Is it just finishing goals or is there a little bit more to it? I think it's about tempo. You know, we made it very easy for them, particularly in midfield. Uh, we made it easy for them to get behind the ball. 
Um, they played very well, by the way. I mean, Leicester defended really well. They hunt in packs. As soon as we got the ball, we were being pressed, whether it was in our half or in their half. Um, so the only way to get around that is to keep the pitch very wide and pass the ball quickly. Lots more one-touch football. We gave the ball away. I mean, we did give the ball away an awful lot, including um, well, including everybody, really. Um, so, yeah, I think it's about tempo. It's about intensity. It's about desire. It's about togetherness. And, and it's about belief. The confidence just seemed to drain out of the whole side collectively as the match uh, went on. The, the one thing you can say about our side, uh, just to end on a positive, is that they do keep going. I mean, they will keep going until yeah, the final whistle. Yeah, yeah. And they really, really did that again yesterday. It's just that the quality or the confidence or the tempo or the intensity or the belief just was lacking. Out of all the defeats so far... Oh, no, that's a negative thing. No, no, no out of all the defeats so far, is, where does this one sit? Just below Bournemouth. Just below Bournemouth, okay. Below Bournemouth. Yeah, I'd say Bournemouth is the worst. Okay, uh, just above Bournemouth in, then. Oh, I see Bournemouth below. being at the bottom, you mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm putting Bournemouth at the top. And the two at the top. Okay, one. yeah, just below Bournemouth, yeah. And, and well, you know, to make negatives, they were top of the Okay, who cares? It was just that... It was just that it, it was just the, the lack of sort of intensity and belief and, and how easy we made it for them to win that, that, that really was frustrating. Maybe they they got their heads already on the, the win against Manchester City? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, weirder things have happened. I went to Millwall under Mazzari and, uh, and watched us get beat one, was it 1-0 in oh, the cup? Terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> and then two days later, we went to the Emirates and won. So, you know, odd, stranger things have happened. I think against this city side, it would be a miracle. Well, let's go for a draw. Let's, let's be at least... Uh, nil all draw. I'd lo- I would yeah. love a nil all draw. Yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely. Um, we're going to be... Um, you don't, depending on when you listen to this, uh, you might know that we have uh, either won or lost the Football Supporters Federation Club Podcast of the Year. Uh, we're off to the uh, Tav London on Monday. Are you suit and booted ready, uh, Colin? I certainly am. I'm very excited about it, I have to say. I've had a listen to some of the um, other, other podcasts that have been nominated, and I definitely think we're in with a chance. We didn't put an, an, an entry in. We don't know what they've listened to. We don't know how much they've listened to. We're just going along for a good night out, really. We are, yeah, definitely. But, of course, the added excitement of knowing that um, our names... You know the name of the podcast will be read out when they when they announce the nominations, and then yeah, we'll keep, you know it'll be great to uh, pick up a trophy. Um, but if not, as you say, uh, congratulations to the winner and uh, and uh, have a nice evening. Thank you very much for listening uh, to the podcast. Thank you very much to Colin, uh, and we'll be back uh, with maybe a, a positive podcast uh, of our time at the uh, Football Supporters Federation Awards, uh, and maybe you never know, we might record something after the Man City game uh, with a win slash draw slash probably. Uh, um, a, a defeat but maybe not a bad one at least they might make it better than uh, the last few times we've played them um, remember keep in touch uh, via our social media at Watford Podcast on Instagram Facebook and Twitter and we'll see you for more and maybe longer podcast after the Everton game uh, next Monday where we meet the snake again <laughs> <laughs>